What happens when you hit a dream come true and have worked so hard toward that goal for so long? I know I've experienced a sense of feeling lost or lacking control in those seasons. And sometimes it's hard knowing what to do once you hit a goal. You hit the summit, so what's next? My guest today, Jennifer Wynott, had this experience after accomplishing a massive goal of qualifying for and running the 2021 Boston Marathon. And it was so fun to get to meet her in person along with some of the other mother runners I've met on this podcasting journey. And she is the epitome of toughness. The trials she's faced through achieving the goal and before and after running Boston are insurmountable. But that didn't stop her from setting a new burly goal, running a 50 miler. Her latest experience led her to learn how to create new goals, find mindfulness in running, and break routines to experience more joy. Today, we are talking all about it. Jennifer Wynott is a wife, mother, substance abuse counselor, musician, artist, and runner. She lives in Maine with her husband, Justin, son, Eli, and dog, Lola. She has been a runner for 23 years, but became more serious about it over the past 12. Running has become her place of solace, peace, meaning, growth, creative inspiration, coping, and a place where she can mentally organize her very busy life. I can't wait to reintroduce you to her, so let's dive in. Hey mama, welcome to Goal Driven Moms. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel guilty, prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe, and I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I put my dreams on the shelf where they collected dust for years. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up. And I desperately wanted to find a way to create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can turn your passions into purpose by pursuing your goals God's way. In order to realize finish line goals, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming back on Goal Driven Moms with me. It's so good to have you here. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes. And so if you haven't heard her story yet, um, I did have her on I guess it was probably about a year and a half ago now. It's been a while, but we talked about the journey to hit a Boston Marathon qualifying time and the obstacles that Jennifer had to overcome in order to get there. And so I will link that in the show notes if you want to go back and take a listen. But today we are going to be talking about some of those trials again, but what happened and some burly goals that happened after um, the actual run this yeah. year in 2021. And before we get started, I'd love for you just to share a little bit about you and your family, whatever you want to, to so we can get to know you better. Absolutely. 
Um, so I live with my husband and my son and, and dog Lola um, in a cute little town in southern Maine. Um, we are semi-homesteaders. Um, we have gardens going all the time. We have farm animals. We live near water. Um, so we, we enjoy being outside um, as much as possible. Um, my son is homeschooled by my husband and um, I uh, work as a substance abuse counselor. Um, and I'm active um, also on, on, in my free time um, at my church and the worship team, um, a part of the worship team. I play drums, bongos, um, and I also do some singing as well. Um, so lots of different things go on in my life. Um, so I've, I, I am a very busy person and, and running allows me to kind of keep everything organized. Wow. I love that. So fun. I love that you're a homesteader. I guess I didn't know that about you. We have three pots going out in our backyard because my littlest is all about farming now. So he's growing, I think, cucumbers, carrots, and green beans or some peas. I don't know, but he's all excited because some of them are sprouting. And so he's yeah. like, come over here and see it. It's so fun. <laughs> The, the fun part I, I enjoy from, from the garden is not only having fresh vegetables, but also canning. Um, mm. I find so much relaxation in canning, believe it or not, um, and, and trying different recipes and, and putting different things together. It's, uh, it's kind of one of my side hobbies, aside, oh, from cool. <laughs> aside from everything else that you do. You're very talented because I've seen your art. I haven't heard you sing yet, but I'm sure it's amazing. And so it's fun that you have such a creative side. But um, I do know that we're going to talk a little bit about some of the trials that you've gone through. You're no stranger to them. And mm -hmm. since we talked last, uh, we talked before, well, we talked at the marathon, obviously, and we've talked yeah, since, but on the podcast, <laughs> we um, talked about your experience to get to the Boston Marathon. But then since we've talked, you've had that dream come true. You ran 2021 Boston Marathon, and this was after major medical complications. Uh, but then you no longer had that goal. Like the goal was done. And so I know you experienced some things after that. Would you, I'd love for you just to tell us a little bit about your experience going from um, what it was like to run the Boston Marathon and then what it was like after. Mm, absolutely. Well, it was interesting because I didn't um, even know that I was going to be actually in the Boston Marathon until about a, a, a month before. Um, so it was kind of a very quick, um, quick happening thing. And once um, that became a reality, um, it was, it was, um, it, it just happened so quickly. Um, the whole experience running the Boston Marathon was um, just surreal. I, I couldn't believe the whole time that it was actually happening because for so many years it had been a goal and I hit so many different obstacles and, and, and I, I, I began to even think at, at certain points that it wasn't going to happen. Um, and so so the fact that it happened was such an amazing experience. And I read that, I, I rode that high um, for probably a solid month, actually, after after the Boston Marathon. Usually with my races, it, it's, it's like a week after. Um, but for the Boston Marathon, because it was a big goal, um, it lasted a little bit longer. But I would also say the, um, the, kind of fall after 
um, was a little bit harder than my other races as well. Um, hitting hitting that place of being lost, not feeling like I I, I knew where to go, um, feeling like I didn't have a direction. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 there was also kind of an empty feeling. What is my next goal? I, I didn't know what it was going to be because it's always been the Boston Marathon, and for other races, I always I always had the Boston Marathon as my goal. And so for, for this time, I, I, I felt kind of lost. Um, and I didn't want to sign up for all these races, um, but I, I just wasn't feeling inspired and led to do anything in particular. At this same time, um, I started experiencing, actually after the Boston Marathon, I started experiencing some health, health issues. Um, and I believe that a lot of these health issues are related to the fact that I'm aging. Um, my body is changing as a, as a female. Um, you know, I'm gonna be 40 soon. Um, and I'm hitting that stage of life where I start noticing a lot of the changes that are happening in my body. I'm noticing that I'm not invincible um, and that I need to start properly taking care of myself. Um, but after, after, after the Boston Marathon, I started experiencing um, changes in my metabolism, changes um, in my mood as well, um, changes in my digestive system even. Um, and, and these changes are extremely uncomfortable for a variety of different reasons. But one of the biggest reasons that it really bothered me was related to the fact that I have had struggle, past struggles with uh, my weight and eating. Um, so it really challenged my my thinking it really caused me to kind of lapse a little bit back into kind of that thinking pattern that I had previously struggled with. Um, I, I was finding myself gaining weight um, and eating the same exact amount that I always eat, but not being able to control that. I found that um, I was cutting back a little bit on some of some of my intake. And that wasn't impacting my weight. In fact, my weight was going up. And, and so I became really frustrated. I found myself really in the stages of grief and loss of, uh, first of all, denial, um, denial that, that this was going on, um, finding myself in the place of anger. Why the heck is this going on? Um, bargaining, where I would start to say, okay, I need to go on a diet. Maybe I need to cut out food. Um, and that wasn't working to the place of acceptance. And what was interesting about that experience was that I found it when I started cutting food out of my diet in order to kind of control where I was weight-wise in, in, in my comfort zone, so to speak, I found that my running suffered. I found that I wasn't enjoying my running um, the same way because I had to put so much mental and more mental energy into keeping myself distracted, pushing through. At that point in time, my why for running was to control my weight again. And so I was finding myself back in that same, same process. And this was around the same time that, that I was struggling with finding a goal. I was, I was struggling with that internal battle. I firmly believe and now can see that God was saying, no, your goal is your heart right now. Your goal is your internal work. You can't have an external goal yet. 
because you need to do some internal work. I see that now, but at that point in time, I, as a goal-driven mom, was all about the summit. And I, I actually even found one day, I found this quote that said, don't anchor yourself to the summit. And that was so powerful to me because I've always been about this big, this big goal and not being able to kind of appreciate and, and be in the moment. And I, I'm a planner. I do really good at planning, but I don't do a great job at, at living um, and being present. And so this was, this was challenging me because I was having a hard time with the present moment, with the way my body was reacting. So as a result, I said, you know, I want to enjoy my running. That That is really what's most important to me. If that means that my weight has to be higher, if that means that, you know, I, I, I'm eating a little bit more, so be it. That span of time sounds like a moment, but it, it, it was a long time, <laughs> that place of acceptance, because I fought it for a long time. Um, I didn't want it to be true. I wanted to still be able to control control my body. And with aging, we can't control our body. Um, and, and I know for a lot of women, that's hard. It's, it's, it's a hard process because you, you kind of lose the ability to kind of have a certain amount of control over, over how your body reacts to certain things. And once I let go of that, I found that I was able to start making some of those changes that led me up to setting up my next goal. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a little bit about kind of where I went over this last uh, winter season. Yeah, as I'm just like sitting here going, that could be me talking right there because I've experienced all those things. I mean, I'm telling you, and when you're talking about the health issues that you're experiencing right now, I was experiencing them um, during the Boston Marathon and going, I am, and and realizing I was at that point I was unhealthy. So I have made changes and stuff, but when you're talking about the control and okay, if I, if this is happening, I need to go back to maybe not eating as much or going on. I, I had all those thoughts too, because I also struggled, um, with an eating disorder early on in my adulthood. And I don't know why, but it's like that sense of going back, but, but you're right. Like when we can't control something, we need to release it. And I love how God told you your goal right now you can't have an external goal because you need to be looking internally and you need to be seeking me for the next thing. And that is a huge, I mean, that's huge. That's a huge lesson to learn, especially as we come get to that summit of the goal. I mean, I could, this, there's just so much. And it sounds like what is cool is kind of the winter months or whatnot, where it's kind of like a winter season for you, kind of a sitting and waiting and, and kind of feeling that, kind of gloom and lost. And I don't know, winter is just so gloomy, right? And then now spring is coming and you're starting to see where God is taking you. Mm -hmm. And I love how you use the process of grief. I mean, we talk, I talk about that a lot within Victory Run, how trials are similar, like any kind mm -hmm. of loss or transition and coming from a goal, if you don't have another one right away, that's mm -hmm. a transition. It's huge. Yeah. And it is like a loss in a way, because yeah. you're you don't know what's next. You, it's mm -hmm. all unknown. There's nothing there. So I love that. And as you're, we're talking to you about uh, creating new goals or what do you do after you accomplish them? That is, it's a little peek into what my next book is going to be. I think it's going to be called from the finish line back to the start. 
So essentially, mm-hmm. what do you do in the waiting? You know, in that winter season, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Because we all need to rest. We all need to refuel in some way. But through this, you you changed your running mindset. And you were talking about it a little bit already. Like if all I do is think about the summit, then I'm losing out on the rest. You changed it from having to hit certain goals to kind of creating an experience. So what was that shift like for you? I think that, you know, the biggest thing that, that started happening with me with the aging, the process of, of accepting aging and, and the physical changes that were going on, it made me realize that I wanted to make the most out of my life, not just go from milestone to milestone. And with running, I had always, uh, I had to return to why I, I enjoy running, why I do it. And I had to redefine that really. Because I, I was, had discovered that the reason why I was doing it was to maintain sort of some sort of control, um, whether it be my body, my mind, and I, I needed to kind of reformat that, so to speak. And with the changes that I, I was going through within my physical health, but also um, with my running, I was able to kind of redefine that by looking at it as something I enjoyed and, and, and making the most out of each run and recognizing that I didn't have to define it. So I, I was really looking, instead of telling my body what to do, I was listening to my body and, and, and having that, that tell me what I needed to do instead. When I started doing that in my running, it felt good. Um, it felt right. I was able to kind of find that sense of peace that I had been previously finding. So on each run, I would take pictures of things. Um, I started running outside. So a little secret on me is I've always been a treadmill runner. Um, I really didn't run outside a lot. There was a lot of anxiety. I I just, I, I liked being in one spot. And so I started running outside saying, what the heck, let's give it a try. Um, and it was a little bit easier to kind of start making changes because my body was already going through some tons of changes this winter. Um, so I said, you know what, why not throw something else in the mix? And on each run, I would take pictures of things. And I noticed that on my runs, I was noticing things in my, in my scenery that I liked. I would later document it, um, on, in my social media. Um, and my relationship with my running, um, started to shift towards, being more about an experience than a goal, about craving that experience, craving the connection with nature, craving the vitamin D, craving um, the spiritual experience that I had in each run as I was doing it and, and, and how it impacted my mood because it was no longer about controlling my weight because I couldn't control my weight. Um, it became about what it did to me up here in my, in my head um, and what it did in my heart as well, and how it how it prepared me for other things in my life, and and put, positioned me to achieve other other goals that I have. So that's kind of a little bit of uh, kind of what that looked like for me, um, which was a totally different experience because it I, again it's always been about you know reaching a goal. It's always been about you know compensating calories and and all of that. And this was a huge huge shift for me. Mm, so good. I just can't, I can't comprehend running on the treadmill. <laughs> you and I are the opposite that way. I uh-huh. have not run on a treadmill in 
I don't know how long, like literally. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I just, that mentality of having to be in one place is yeah. drives me crazy. Yeah. So yeah. that's so funny. A lot of people are like that. And, um, a lot of people didn't understand that for, for me either. And I just, I don't know, it was, it was a part of my routine. And I'll talk a little bit about that later is, is that when I get in a routine, I get in a routine. And I think that we as moms, wives, runners, um, we crave that routine. And, and I think that can be a very good thing, but it also can be counterproductive. And for me, it was at a place where it was counterproductive. It was, it was preventing me from getting to that place where I looked at running as a gift and not as a punishment. It allowed me to get to a place where I, I would be able to look at my running and enjoy every step of the experience, not just the end goal, the destination, the mileage, because it had always been that, that way for me. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm excited to dive deeper into that too, because... I'm, I'm very routine as well. So it's really hard when I get off. I'm like, I have a bad day if I'm not in my routine. And, yeah. but I have learned that too, that there has to be flexibility or you need to change it. Um, Cause you can get in a rut in it. So I want to talk about that, but I, I want to talk about this next goal that you ended up with. Cause you went from the Boston marathon feeling lost to all of a sudden signing up for a 50 miler. I know that there was some doubt in there and hesitations of, will I be able to do this? changing it, all the things. But I want to hear, why did you decide to do this? And can you share just a little bit of your journey from uh, what training was like? Could you imagine training for a 50 miler on a treadmill? I mean, I can't, maybe you can, but I'm like, holy moly, I'm glad you went outside, but (laughs) tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's kind of interesting because it kind of fell into my lap, if that makes any sense. And I think that's probably on purpose because I think that if I had set the goal months before, it would have been a distraction for the internal work that I was doing. But also that internal work was an absolute um, necessity to complete the the 50 miler in order for me to complete the 50 miler. So I, I think the timing on that was all in God's time. Absolutely, 100%. I don't think that I could have done the 50 miler without the experience that I had this winter um, with everything that has gone on um, internally and externally in my body. As I was getting close, the race with the trail festival, Pineland Trail Festival, and it was the end of May. And as as I was approaching um, the month before, I began thinking a little bit about the 50K because last year I had tried doing the 50 miler and I didn't finish. I believe it was due to to weather, but also because I was not mentally, physically ready. So as I got to maybe April, I began to think, um, I can for sure do the 50K. So the 50K, 31 miles, I can do that. I can totally do that. And so I thought to myself, you know what? That's what what I'm going to do. At that point, I was running outside, enjoying it, loving the elevation, loving the experience. And I was on my training runs. I was uh, doing very well, feeling good. And um, so I, so I signed up for the 50 K and the week before the race, I had a friend that um, I had reached out to and he said, Hey, yeah, I'm doing the 50 miler. And that moment hit me like a ton of bricks that I should do the 50 miler and join him. 
um, in it. And I said to myself, well, I'm not going to go on emotion because I sometimes can do that, a female representing here. Um, <laughs> and so I'm just going to give it some time. I'm going to put it in God's hand. I'm going to give it 24 hours. I asked God, I said, you need to make it 100% clear to me, not partially, not based off emotions, like like legit things need to need to show me that this is what I need to do. In that very moment, I look down to my computer and it says, with God, anything is possible. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it just floored me. And I said, okay, okay, maybe that's, maybe that's just chance. And so um, I said, but I'm going to give it the 24 hours. My next day, I, I go out for my run and I feel like angels are running with me. Like I, it was the coolest experience in the entire world, the songs that came on um, my earbuds, the things that I saw, it, it just blew my mind away. And it was a clear message, a clear message that I was, I was to sign up for this. And I said, okay, God, if this is, you know, if, if you feel I'm ready, then I'm, and then I'm willing to, to go through, go, go and do that. And I also knew in my heart as well, because of all of the help changes and stuff that was going on and because also the mindful running practice had been started in my life I felt like I was also nutritionally and and, and with hydration I was ready for a, a race like that all of those things actually made it a possibility and I, I felt like I was properly fueled my focus had turned away from just giving myself the bare minimum turned towards um, preserving my body and treating it in a way that would optimize my functioning um, for what I really wanted to do. That became more important than the prior. And so I signed up for the 50 and I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to enjoy every single part of this. I'm going to enjoy the fields, even though they were a little challenging to enjoy. Um, I'm going to enjoy the trees that I see along the way. I'm going to enjoy the wildlife. I'm going to enjoy the cool designs in the trees. I'm going to enjoy the way the path winds around. I'm going to enjoy um, the flowers. I'm going to enjoy um, the smell of the cow pasture. I'm going to I'm going to enjoy um, the smell of the hay, the, the fresh cut grass. I'm going to enjoy every part of it because that's what the experience of, is about. Yes, this 50 mile medal it really means a lot. But it's, it's the journey to get there, um, the camaraderie, um, the people that I meet, the people I talk to, the things I learn about. I crave that. I crave that. I, I've, I've fallen in love with that. And so I did. Um, I did just that. I talked to a lot of people along the way, high-fived a lot of people, supported people along the way, met some really amazing people had connected with some people on social media and never met them in person, but I high-fived them as they were going the other way and I was going the other way, um, meeting them for the first time right on the course. The biggest piece of that race, um, and I believe one of the reasons why I was so successful is that I was in tune with my body. Mm -hmm. And again, it wasn't me telling my body what to do. It was my body telling me what I needed to do. And when my body said, I need, I need water, I took water. When my body said, I need something to eat, I took something to eat and I didn't care what it was, as long as it gave me energy. Um, and the timing of all of that was vital for keeping me 
keeping me moving forward, but also enjoying moving forward. Um, because 50 miles is a long way. Let's not lie. I, I, yes, I did get tired. I got very tired. But again, the timing of the nutrition, the timing of the hydration is really kind of what supported me. And, and it also supported my mind as well, because it gave me that, that mental energy I needed to, to kind of pick back up again. Um, I finished in 10 hours, 12 minutes, and I finished second female overall, although it doesn't really matter um, because like, I just wanted to complete it. I just wanted to feel good. I wanted to enjoy it. Um, I didn't want to just, just like push myself through. I had some amazing conversations. I've met some amazing people that have just changed, changed me. Um, I wasn't focused on the time. Um, or pushing my body as hard as I could, I was focused on um, enjoying it. And so it was a different, whole different mindset. I think that for a long time, I struggled with kind of looking at marathons, looking at races as pushing yourself as hard as you can go, getting a time. And this was a different mindset. This was about um, enjoying the moment and having, in, enjoying the moment in order to have endurance to sustain my body and mind. And, you know, since then I've adapted or adopted even more changes that have pushed me into simply making the most of the now um, instead of constantly being five steps ahead of myself, which is totally a new thing for me. I've always been, like I said, a good planner, but not a good liver. Um, so it's made a monumental impact on my life. Um, and I can't, can't wait to see where uh, it, it leads me next. Yeah, totally. Well, and I'm thinking about this going isn't it crazy that you went from no goal, God telling you, you got to change the internal. And then all of a sudden he's like a 50 mile race, here you go. And, but the changes that made in your life and the mindset shifts, because I agree, I think a marathon is so different than an ultra because you have to have a different mindset. It's not all about finishing fast because you can't really finish fast. The limiting beliefs and mental barriers holding you back in the face of trial don't have to define you. Rather, choose to let them refine your mental fortitude and strengthen your resilience and faith muscles. When you are willing to step into the fire of refinement, you can use life's trials and turn them into something beautiful. That's what I did in the face of a crippling injury that took me off course for more than a year. The road to recovery was surprisingly grueling with many unexpected bumps along the way. Follow my journey as I take you through my tears and frustrations and share how the 2021 Boston Marathon became my victory run. My new book, Victory Run, Turning Trials into Triumphs, will outline the process for you to break barriers, mental, physical, and emotional. When life hits you hard and events knock you off track, turn to this book to refuel your spirit and propel you through your finish line and back into the victory circle. For more details about the book, head to redhotmindset.com forward slash victory run. Again, that's redhotmindset.com forward slash victory run. Or you can always snag it on Amazon too. My prayer is that with this book in your hands, you are empowered to turn your own trials into triumphs. What did that do for you? Like, was it kind of, uh, really, this is what you want me to do, God? Or like, what did, I mean, was there some, some faith things in there? Um, how did it affect your faith after you finished the 50 miler? Like what, what, what are some of the things like the emotions that came out of it? I think that I said the phrase, I can't believe I did it probably 50 times. 
probably probably 50 50 times once every mile i'm guessing i can't believe i'm doing this i also think that the faith building that happened over the winter with regards to everything that was going on internally Mm -hmm. um that strengthened my faith to a place where i was able to say you know what at this point like these are some things that i've really had to push through and you know god has been with me all through it um what is another thing um that i can that i can trust him with and i just had a sense of peace i i i don't know where it came from um and i know that in the past when i tried that race i had so much anxiety so much nervousness and stress about it but this time i i think with my mindfulness practice i also let go of judgment self-judgment around i need to be fast i need to I had set a lot of guidelines of rules, I guess, of what I should be doing um, based off of what I've read and all that stuff. And with everything that had gone on, I started kind of doing what felt right um, and what, again, allowed my body to function optimally. I, I think that my faith in God increased in that, in that process, but also my faith and trust in, in the body that that it would tell me what needed to happen and also if I needed something that I didn't have. You know, it, interesting, interestingly along the way, I actually fell. We had three loops of, of uh, 16 and I fell on the first lap and hurt my ankle. And I oh. immediately thought of you, Gabe, because I, I was like, oh my goodness, is this, is this my like, is this my accident that's gonna put me out? And, and in my mind, I said, you know what, if it does, it does, that's okay. It's not gonna devastate me. It's not gonna get me to a place of complete and total sadness because again, it was about the experience. So if the experience was gonna end at that point, that's okay. Um, but I was able to get back up. I was able to kind of shake it off and, and start running again. I was like, wow, I'm, I, I'm really shocked about this because it really, it really kind of, hurt it was in the fields and there was these bumpy areas and you couldn't see them and that's when I went down and and I thought for sure that I had heard it I got right up and shook it off and was able to was able to do well every every so often I felt a twinge um on the second and third lap and whenever that happened I would just ease up a little bit it was just my body telling me that hey you need to kind of just just rest it for a second I just listened to it and I set the goal and said, okay, I'm going to run the 50 miler. But I also let myself know that if I didn't do it, if I didn't finish, that's okay. Because again, it was about the experience. It was mm-hmm. about the journey. It wasn't about the 50 miles. And if I did, I did, that would be great. But if I didn't, that's okay too. Um, and, and God was going to take care of me through it. And I believe that a lot of that was him too. Um, mm-hmm. God kind of, having that, you know, protection over me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I love, I mean, the fact that you fell, had that realization, like, oh my gosh, this could be ending my race. It could make me not run for a while, all these things. But it's like, you you can tell in what you were saying that you had let go of the control. Like it wasn't about that anymore. It's about the experience more than that goal, because you were just letting it 
go how it was supposed to. So that's really cool. And I, and that's important, I think, in dealing with trials or circumstances like that, like what can we control? We can only control our attitude, how we react to things and, um, you know, our actions, what are we going to do? And those are the only things. And I learned that along the way in my injury too, but, um, you know, and I also, one of the other things I want to know before we move on to talking about routines is after Boston, you had this sense of grief, like this loss, not knowing what to do next. Now the 50 miler to me, that's a lot of training. That's a huge, I mean, that's a huge goal. That's a sacrifice in training. That's a lot of things that, so it could become this insurmountable goal and you could have that experience again afterward, but what was it like afterward this time? Was it the same? Did you feel lost or did you, was it, was there more peace after? I had a few days where I was feeling a little bit down, but it's really not impacted me, interestingly enough, the same, because I've been able to get back out and, again, enjoy enjoy my runs, as I was mentioning to you earlier today, that I got out for a nice run today, and it was almost an emotional run because you know, there were things that just was kind of going through my mind. I've, I, I've adopted this kind of mindset of letting my mind entertain me by the things I see around me instead of needing to be entertained. Um, I think that we do that a lot in our lives. We look for things to entertain us, our phone, our, you know, our TV, you know, our kids, <laughs> you know, our friends. And I just kind of let my mind go to different places um, that entertained me and it was such an enjoyable enjoyable experience because that's where my mind goes to places of creativity and thinks about certain things so for me it's been different this time because it's it's almost like I'm still running the 50 miler except for I'm just breaking it up into days I'm you know running eight miles today or I'm running two miles tomorrow five miles yesterday I'm still running the 50 miles it's just breaking it up so I'm still enjoying the experience, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So um, the, yeah, the sense of grief and loss is, is, is not there. But also the other piece of all of this is that, is that I'm, I'm living. And again, instead of planning, I'm, I'm living, I'm laughing. I'm enjoying, fully enjoying my conversations with people. I'm fully enjoying um, the activities that I'm doing in the here and now. And, uh, you know, the family events that, that, that we have, I'm fully enjoying those and, and not getting caught up in the future. And I think that that's also kind of been an important change for me. Yeah. It, 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 and I know, I know that the next goal will come to me, but right now my focus is that I want to maintain this kind of mindset this mindset that allows me to make the most in, out of my life and enjoy it the most. Mm, yeah, that's so good. And having that, letting your mind run in a way. And yeah, yeah. I think about that, like <laughs> the like white that. space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That white space, because we do, if it's quiet, it's like, okay, 
what should I do? What do I need to do? What should I listen to? What, you know, there has to always be stuff. And I noticed that in my kids and I'm trying Mm -hmm. to break that because Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, let it be quiet. That's when your downloads come. That's when God talks to you. That's when you just really feel one with nature. I mean, that's when a lot of things happen. And like when I'm writing, that's when I actually think of things to write is when I have that quiet time. If I don't have it, then I just, my mind is just always going and and not resting at all either. And so I love that that's something that you have done and done differently this time around. And I think that actually kind of comes with the whole breaking some old routines. Like you were talking about, like one of my biggest things is I want to be present where I am. And it's so hard. It is. And especially as a plan, like a planner and a doer and someone who likes routine. Um, I don't like breaking routine either. It's all those things. But sometimes you need to break old routines in order to really feel fulfilled or to really be living like you were talking about. And I know that was a lesson you learned. So let's talk about this a little bit. What did that look like for you? I know for you, it was the treadmill too, initially, like, nope, I'm going outside. That was a routine you broke. But what else, what else happened in there? One of the, the other big things is I started to change my eating again, fueling, fueling my body differently. And in order to optimize my ability to run and enjoy experiences. So I began, I began making some smart changes about how I was eating um, because I'd always been kind of still rigid with my, my eating choices. And I had to kind of challenge that a little bit. So I, I made some changes with that. And I also um, changed my expectations around my runs. And, and I, I think this is something that we easily get into as runners with training is having those expectations. Well, today I'm going to go out for an 18 miler or today I'm going to go out for a 15 miler. Or today I have to do this and today I have to do that. And, you know, there's a reason for that, right? Um, because it's training. but that can also be counterproductive because again, it takes away from the experience and becomes more so about the goal. It becomes about, I have to accomplish this particular task. Instead of, instead of um, I, I look at this as a transition from I, ha- I have to run to I get to run um, mm. and, and it becoming a, a different change. And so I think that, that there was a change with, with that as well. Um, how I talk to myself during the run was always what has been different too because I realized that I was a little judgmental towards myself of I'm going too slow um, and judging myself for for that or being tired or feeling like I'm not doing good enough um, so I had to kind of make some changes around that as well mm. and, and, and then in the rest of my life also kind of allowing myself to ease up on some of those rigid routines that I would have around running. So five days a week, I have to run five days a week. No, it's about being able to kind of be flexible and, and, and pay attention to how I'm feeling. Um, if that means that I need an extra rest day, that's fine. Um, so I had to really, really break those, those routines. Um, I still kept a loose routine, but I also had let myself have some flexibility. And I think that was really useful, especially for the mindfulness and also just for my anxiety as well. Hmm. So true. And I know for me, I had to kind of break my, <laughs> I have to go fast running habits, my, you know, really rigid training when I moved to Colorado, because that hit me hard, because it was like, starting over, you know, and I'm just now feeling good. But I'm still thinking, 
do I have any goals right now? I'd like to start increasing my speed again. I'm feeling that again, but it's like, it's so different. My mindset has completely shifted from that. Um, And like you, the routine too, it used to be like, if I missed it, it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, if I miss a day, it's okay. I will Mm -hmm. survive, right? I'm still, it's kind of that whole, okay, I could go get this run in, but I won't be present here. So which one is more important, you know, or, or my body really needs the rest and listening Mm -hmm. to the body is important. Um, so I could go get the run to say I ran, but does, is that going to be beneficial in the long run? Right. Right. And so, yeah, earlier years, I would have done whatever it took. Right. Or, you know, but now it's kind of a, like learning how to listen to your body as we age. Cause I'm turning 40 soon here too. And um, yeah, yeah, we're not getting any younger. We are aging. And the one thing is good. We get into a new age bracket. So that's always fun. There's the that. Good news. I, yeah, bump up the time. That'd be good time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah, so it's kind of, I'm kind of in this, I, I don't know if I'd call it winter season too, but like in between going, I haven't, I mean, since, I qualified for Boston in 2018. I haven't really run a race outside of the Boston and I'm still going, well, I should sign up for something, you know, I should do something, but I just don't know yet. So I felt like you, I kind of, I'm in waiting till it's the right, the right thing maybe, but something I'd love to wrap up with too, is to hear where you're going next. Do you have ideas? What, do you have any new goals or different experiences you want to do? You know, honestly, I don't have anything set in stone. And for once in my life, that feels good because I know when the time comes, it'll become clear to me um, and I will sign up for that. Um, I think right now my biggest focus is continuing that internal work, enjoying the moment, um, living more, laughing more, um, experiencing life more doing things that maybe I haven't done before because I've had such a rigid, I put myself in such a a box. I do know that, that the camaraderie that I felt at the 50 miler and supporting others, um, I want more of that. I can, I can tell that's something that um, I'd like to really move into. I don't know what that looks like, but I even see myself running shorter races being there to support other people um, because it is about, the community and sharing life together and experiences together. I am thinking about running another 50 miler and 50 K at some point. I don't have a desire in my heart to run a hundred miler. Um, and I don't know what motivates people to want to do a hundred miler, but you never know. Um, one day I'll be running a hundred miler and wondering <laughs> and thinking about this moment and thinking, Remember when I said that that was really crazy? Well, I'm doing it. <laughs> um, my, and, and interestingly enough, little side side thing is I, I made a shirt for my race that said, why not run 50? Um, because my last name is why not, um, why not run 50? I don't think there'll be a why not run 100, but you know, you never know. God <laughs> works miracles, right? <laughs> right, right. Never say um, never. <laughs> right, right. So I don't necessarily have any particular goal um, to keep up with just where I'm at right now in, in, in my running, um, I do kind of have my eye on some different races, but I want to do them because other people are doing them and because I want that experience. So 
um, it's not necessarily because of the accomplishment at this point. It's about the, just the experience of it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, I love, I just love bringing your last name into it because I love that it's why not. I mean, you could say that for anything. Well, why not? <laughs> why not do this? Why not yeah. qualify for the Boston Marathon? Why not run a 50 miler? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's so good. It's just so yeah. good. So I'm glad you did a shirt with it. And um, I'm excited to hear what you do next. I have always said I want to run one ultra, which could be just a 50K because that is still considered an ultra. But we'll see if my body does it at some point, but a 50 miler could be fun if I had someone to do it with, but I don't know, like you, I'm like a hundred miles. You're crazy. I mean, I'm still thinking 50 miles is crazy because I haven't done it yet, but mainly because I'm just jealous you did it. So there you go. <laughs> Maybe someday that'll be in a, in a someday bucket list, but I have so loved this, Jennifer. I'm so glad that you were able to come hang out with yeah, me again. Yeah. So you could share a little bit about what it's like to create these new goals, you know, once you've hit that summit and how to really experience that mindfulness in running, which could be really translated to any passion we have, anything Absolutely. that we're doing mm -hmm. and, and how to break those routines. Like, why is it good for us to break routines for all of us rigid people who <laughs> have that sense of control and we need to be in control of what our plan is and all the things. Yeah. So this has been such a good conversation and um, I'd love for you just to share where my listeners can connect with you if they want to. Absolutely. Um, so I am on Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, on, on Strava. That's where I um, have a lot of my journeys recorded um, on what I do with my, my runs. Um, and I talk a little bit about it. And you can go ahead and friend me. I don't get creeped out if I get random people um, messaging me. Um, so go ahead and do that if you want to connect, um, because really this is all about connecting with other people and supporting people with their goals. So, so yeah, I'd love to be a part of your journey as well. I love it. I love it. And you have been so inspiring to me and so encouraging just along my own journey. And it's been fun to see Absolutely. your journey. Yeah. And, um, I hope that we get to maybe do a race again sometime yeah. in the near future. Yeah. Maybe I'll come out to Maine. I would yes. love to run Maine sometime. So if yeah, I can ever get out there. Places. You, yeah. yeah. That, that pine land is, is awesome. Yeah. I love it. Just great. So, um, anyway. good. Well, thank you, Jennifer. This has been so fun and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.